Hello, and welcome to this ICE Tech Talks podcast. I'm James Crumley, the Knowledge Research Lead at the ICE. Today, as part of our ICE State of the Nation activities, we are discussing the transport sector and how civil engineers must embrace modern methods of construction to make projects lower carbon and more affordable. Our guest today, who will be sharing their thoughts and insights, is Eva McNamara, Associate Director of Expedition Engineering. Eva has over 15 years experience as a structural and civil engineer and innovation consultant. Her career has led works on a diverse range of projects from bridges to buildings and artworks. Eva, welcome and thank you for joining. Thanks very much. So I guess to start, I guess what does the term modern methods of construction mean to you? Um, And I guess why should engineers be using it, thinking about it more on, on their projects? Well, I think that it's important to perhaps start with the government's uh, definition of it. So the government's construction playbook describes MMC as a wide term uh, and it covers a range of off-site and on-site techniques. So it defines MMC as providing an alternative to traditional methods and that it has the potential to deliver significant improvements in productivity, efficiency, safety and quality for both the construction industry and the public sector. But, big but, I think the reality of it is that the construction industry mostly thinks of MMC as off-site manufacture. And that really can be too narrow for construction, depending on what we're looking at. So at Expedition, we tend to think that industrialised construction is a much more useful term um, because it encompasses process as well as, say, the product. So we need to remember that MMC itself actually is not a guarantee or a panacea for reducing cost and carbon on the project. So I just want to challenge that premise. And rather, we need to consider the desired outcome of reducing cost and carbon uh, and increasing productivity and consider how industrialised construction or MMC is or is not appropriate to do this. The building sector, you know, certainly using the the off-site modular sort of side of things have been doing it for, for years and decades now and we've got skyscrapers that are built in that way. I guess, do you think the infrastructure sector can learn more from you know, what has happened in the building sector and these skyscrapers? You know, and are there those transferable approaches, ideas for industrialised construction that we can be using, thinking about? Uh, I've got a wry smile on my face because I think actually that we need to uh, learn from what didn't work in the building sector and make sure that there's a plan to ensure that the same consequences don't happen for construction. So in theory, um, MMC in the housing sector, predominantly modular volumetric, um, addressed many of the problems associated with current the current construction model. So that's a shortage of skilled labour, on-site waste, time to completion. Uh, problems which were highlighted as far back as 2016 in the government commissioned farmer review, modernise or die, and further than that, back if we think about the Romans, for example. (laughs) Um, And there were a number of things that went wrong, uh, but the difficulty of securing the pipeline um, of work uh, and a pipeline that was big enough to justify the cost of investment in modular homes um, was certainly one of them. Um, And for the infrastructure sector, we need to ensure that that pipeline of work is coherent and certain and certain enough to encourage the supply chain to respond. And this will mean infrastructure clients looking at adapting procurement models uh, to take into account economies of scale, batch production um, and perhaps uh, different distribution models. So uh, a small example of that really uh, is um, with 
some work we did with Network Rail on some low carbon concrete copers, so the copers that sit at the edge of um, most platforms. Um, and essentially it was looking at improvements of them uh, in them to come to as low carbon coper as possible. So around 50 network rail platforms each year are refurbished um, and the main work is uh, involves removing and replacing those um, end of life precast concrete platform planks. Um, and if we think of that really as a very small common element, a very small piece of Lego, mm. absolutely appropriate for MMC and historically applied as MMC mm. as well. Again, that's not a new, it's not a new concept, is it? Um, then, you know, it's a really a relatively uncomplex component. Um, but goodness, there's actually a lot of complexity when you would look at trying to resolve each part of uh, the value chain to achieve that. Mm. Um, so a key part of the success of that project was the certainty around the pipeline that Network Rail were able to provide. So in that innovation project, they guaranteed the pipeline of work for that innovation project. And then that enabled uh, the innovations up and down the supply chain to work at scale to uh, get the desired outcome. Yes, I think that point around pipeline and scale is probably going to be that, that important thing for the infrastructure sector. And that, I guess it's something they always want in terms of for projects going forward and how they support innovation across the board. Exactly, yeah. So tell us a bit more about what you mean by industrialised construction and I guess how it works you know, in practice and how it's, how it's delivered. Okay, so uh, we're talking about MMC today and MMC is part of industrialised construction. But if we think about a road or a railway, for example, uh, a, a modern method of construction might be different for those. And what we need to do is really understand how do you industrialize um, the process and uh, the product? So how can we control the environment? How can we standardize the products and components? How can we standardize the process, mechanize the installation, optimize uh, the installation after you've automated it, for example, put all those things together and you suddenly have uh, industrialized construction. And then you can see how MMC fits into some of that. Mm. Um, but then there would also be something like, uh, you know, a very small process on, on site that you're making a lot more efficient through uh, industrialized construction. And I guess if you were set up in the right way, sort of with all that, you know, especially that standardization side of things and, and everything else with industrialized construction, I guess, are there any areas of the transport sector and the huge array of assets that engineers are designing, delivering at the moment that you feel, you know, are perfectly set up for for this application in, in practice? Uh, yes. So, I mean, clearly the transport sector is complex. and uh, But when we start to think about breaking uh, the assets down into small parts or common elements, things do begin to emerge and be that uh, an overhead gantry, a platform edge, a small station building, a canopy, a fence line, a sleeper. I mean, the list goes on, doesn't it? So there's a long list to go at and we could apply MMC to any of these. Um, taking into account that industrialised construction approach and to look at everything then from design, process, product and installation. So an example, you know, to focus the mind might be, uh, say, take a humble manhole ring. Um, that's an element you could definitely say has an MMC approach and has done for, for years or decades. Um, but when did we last evolve the design or uh, approach to a, uh, a manhole? I'm not sure anyone is looking at what a zero carbon manhole ring could look like or put it another way. Is there a credible alternative that answers that cost and carbon question that isn't trying to just iterate around an existing product? And a 
kind of quote I very often like to think about when I'm doing my work is uh, Buckminster Fuller's 20th century visionary take on, well, I'll apply it to this matter, but uh, you can never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. I think we're on that path with the construction industry, but we've got a long way to go to catch up with other industries. And do you see any other challenges in applying MMC to the infrastructure sector? Uh, yes, I mean, I think a really important challenge to consider is how, if we usefully want to adopt MMC, uh, is how we deal with our existing infrastructure. Um, most people would probably think of MMC as new, uh, but how do we integrate that new standardised component with the existing, often not standardised as we've seen it, infrastructure that's already there? So most of the infrastructure that will be uh, still making use of in the next 50 to 100 years has indeed already been built. So integrating historic work with replacement and upgrades is key, um, and that's going to need a sector-wide effort. And I think um, that's perhaps where digital engineering could uh, be considered to come in. Um, but I think, again, this is another uh, panacea point. I think thinking about digital among the blend of other construction technologies that are available or, or are emerging is really important. So it's the blend of all of these things that support industrializing construction and creating a fertile ground for offsite manufacture of standard components and then how we slot those within our complex uh, environments. Um, and I, thinking about that integration with the existing, I mean, perhaps that's where digital engineering or digital optimization techniques um, could be interesting when thinking about waste. So MMC is often referred to as uh, reducing waste. And sure, you don't get a skip of uh, concrete that you've wasted on site. But in taking a standardized approach to things, we are perhaps baking some of that waste into the original design. Mm. So I wonder if we can really exploit uh, digital to remove uh, the excess from M MMC approaches and come to something truly lean, suitable for a long life, uh, whilst having a loose fit such that it can be used, reused, uh, reused again and again. And I guess that's moving kind of, again, like manufacturer, we do talk about um, standardised components as much as possible, but in this uh, developing digital world, is there a way we can be, you know, even more lean and flexible with that kind of iterative optimised process so that waste doesn't become something that is baked into MMC? And you were involved in the Ava Bridge project, um, you know, which was part of one of Network Rail's uh, schemes from a few years ago. I guess, can you talk a bit about, you know, the principles and the applications sort of around there and I guess how MMC and lots of the industrialised approach came into that? Yeah, so that was definitely a, a, a marrying of kind of really wanting to push MMC um, and kind of industry 4.0 uh, techniques uh, with actually saying, what is the problem that we're trying to solve? And I think uh, coming back to this thing about we really need to look at the problem statements each time. So for Ava, we were trying to achieve with an access for all footbridge. Uh, so delivering a reliable access for all, better value for the taxpayer. Really importantly, delivering a longer service life with lower running costs and more reliability and operational performance. Um, and we wanted to deliver, and this is where MMC comes in in particular, a macro case study where marginal gains repeat thousands of times um, to bring large benefits. So we're obviously on the start of that journey with a, a prototype that's being built. In the pipeline, we've got uh, the first-of-a-kind deployment with uh, Greater Anglia in Stowmarket. 
Um, but really, again, looking at uh, what is the problem, one of the things we recognised when we were looking at it uh, was that one of the key problems for network rail is the reliability of their lifts and how long they take to install. So taking a step back for them from the problem, the original uh, you know, challenge was put in this AFA scheme, but actually as structural engineers, along with the uh, AVA consortium, we were saying, actually, the real thing we need to do something about is the lifts. So we've actually come up with a plug and play element, you know, so really breaking this down to saying, okay, what is the product? What is the little kit of parts that you put in to do that? Mm. Um, getting rid of the issues around site time. So for example, one of the things that takes a long time uh, and, and uh, the public have a uh, difficulty with perception with this, a footbridge is put in place overnight, um, but it's still quite a long time before it opens because you've got to put the yeah. lift in place. Um, so this is a pre-commissioned lift uh, that is essentially installed at the same time as the footbridge. And, uh, you know, that is suddenly a step change. So there's an example of, you know, really addressing the problem and coming up with a solution that um, has outcomes that are really beneficial. And I guess with that, that involve, I guess, perhaps people talking who hadn't previously talked before on some of these projects. So I guess, for example, with, say, the lift engineers, designers, I guess, there were those conversations that perhaps haven't been having before and it was a you know part of the, that revolutionary attitude and the 4.0 uh, approach to the project um yeah was that sort of a key part of and the key thing you found yeah so uh, i mean in a way coming back to that buckminster fuller quote because we went to the incumbent lift manufacturers and said what about this idea that will really uh you know benefit network rail who's one of your key uh, uh purchasers but they, they weren't interested because it essentially disrupts their business model. So in that sense, we had to come up with something completely new. And that was then working with um, SCX, whose sort of tagline is uh, moving things safely. So in this case, people in a, in a lift mm-hmm. um, and really then challenging those standards. So now, you know, fantastic outcome from this. It's part of Network Rail's um lifts uh, uh manual and it's one of three lifts that's selected across the network so it's a real um demonstration that when we put our heads together up and down that value chain um we really get a great modern method of construction coming out of it and i guess part of that and think more widely i guess are there other barriers for engineers sort of trying to do this or anything that i guess generally we can be doing to try and drive this change faster better you know, more across the board, across the the, the transport sector? Because I guess, you know, there's lots of these silos to be mean to them at the moment, areas that are doing this and sort of pushing it. But I guess we want it to be a more whole industry, whole sector, whole project approach uh, increasingly. I mean, I think you've you've answered the question there, but um, absolutely. I mean, I think we could be doing a lot more, um, but it's not just about engineers driving change. It's about working collaboratively um, up and down that value chain uh, to to drive change. And that goes from an enlightened client to the person who's installing the final bolt on a um, installed product or piece of infrastructure. Um, but I think what is really important to say is that engineers are a really key position in that value chain because we're able to speak the language of our clients whilst at the same time understanding the challenges around a productive process on site, for example, or how to design something leanly. So uh, it really is that all working together and can giving enough space and time to really chew over those problems. I think the first solution you come up with is 
you know, it's unlikely to be the right answer, isn't it? So um, we shouldn't rush to the answer. I think it's thinking about change. I guess, you know, if if, uh, you could change one thing, I guess, about the sector, you know, over the coming years to make your MMC more, you know, use greater adopted across transport, I guess, what what would be that one change you'd like to like to see? Uh, I mean, I think I'd like to emphasise pipeline. I really think that is one of the key enablers. Um, but I think I would also like to see that the problem statements and the challenge statements that are derived don't in- also include the answer. I think it's very easy to say, uh, use MMC to do this, but actually we should be saying, how do we reduce cost and carbon? And then how can uh, MMC link into that? Um, so, I mean, the key challenge of our time is the climate and biodiversity crisis. And I think as engineers, by answering this with the blend of our skills and approaches um, in combination with neighbouring and diverse disciplines and thinkers, I think we can be optimistic uh, that we will make great progress. And I think uh, Keith Howes said uh, we need to step up for a greater good. And I think that's very true. Super. Well, that's all we have time for today. So thank you to Eva for for joining us and for sharing your thoughts and insight. And thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.